Hello. Um, I'm back again with a lovely lady called Sarah Parsonage. We met uh, last year at an event that Sarah organises called One Question, but we've talked uh, many times before and after that. So it's lovely to have you on the end of uh, this call today, Sarah. And how do you feel today? Hi. I just thought you were saying hello to me, so I just talked to you randomly. <laughs> Interrupted your very beautiful introduction. I'm very well, thank you. I'm really good. The sun is shining in London town, and that makes a massive difference to my world. I think it does to most people's, doesn't it? Obviously, it's it's a complete change, especially when we appear to have been living through the longest winter in history. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the sunshine is really bright blue sky and it's wall to wall sunshine. Um, so that's pretty good. And I'm, uh, I have the fortune of going to see Elton John this evening at the O2, which was totally by chance. Um, cause a friend, a friend happened to have some tickets and that's quite exciting. So I'm sort of gearing up for a, completely ridiculous totally joyous evening of classics um and should probably try and dig out my pink flares to wear <laughs> are, you, so, yeah. are you a fan i mean isn't everybody like isn't there everybody a little part of them just a fan of of some of elton john's songs i mean i can't imagine that there's anybody in the world that doesn't like at least one of his songs and i mean that's you know Maybe we can make that a question to anyone who's listening. Do you dislike <laughs> Elton John? Um, uh, I don't know that I would say I was a diehard fan. I mean, I grew up with him, right? My parents completely loved him. Um, and he's just fantastic. I have seen him live once before, a long, 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 long time ago. I mean, we're talking about, I don't know, 15 years ago, um, which was actually at the request of my godmother after she passed, bless her, in her 90s. So we went, we went as a family, Um so, yeah, so I'm quite excited because it'll just be silly and fun, which is, I mean, what more can you ask for on a Tuesday evening? Was that a surprise then, the invitation? Yeah. So a friend of mine just said to me, well, my best friend from school uh, messaged me last week and said, do you want to go and see Elton John next Tuesday? And I was like, who doesn't want to go and see Elton John <laughs> next Tuesday? Um, so, yeah, so it was a complete surprise. I think she'd got some tickets and yeah. So yeah, so I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good, which is um which is nice. It's pretty consistent. But as you and I have talked about, I have uh, many ways in which I manage my mood like we all do. And I think some of us sometimes the older that we get, the more we sort of um we can harness that skill set of things that we know will make us feel great or, may, or at least keep us consistent and um, and then things that aren't so good. So we were just talking about the importance of the sea for you, which is absolutely the same for me. The only difference would be that if I lived near the sea, I literally wouldn't get any work done. One question would cease to exist because I would spend all my time by the sea. Um, so that's the dream. But for me, it's the it's the dog walk in the morning that sort of sets me up for the day um so yeah so I feel pretty good today although ironically I haven't yet done the dog walk but I will do um so yeah I mean what time is it it's lunchtime isn't it so it's still halfway through today um so yeah with a combination of the sunshine the uh uh 
the dog walk that will be done shortly and Elton John. And Elton. It's a pretty good Tuesday, right? It's a pretty good Tuesday. I can't complain. Um, oh, which is great. important in the, uh, in the overwhelm of yeah. the world and the day-to-day. Yeah. And there's, there's different scales of overwhelm, isn't it? I, I find in these days it's, it's, if I think of it almost as local and national and international, and I think those quiet or making room for those quiet still moments through the day, it sort of pulls it back in the other direction a little bit. That's yeah, what it does for me. Relative, isn't it? It's so relative. What what we go through is, and what we're just dealing with, just in the, um, in the everyday, in the everyday, being a human and navigating. You know, it's it's the sort of premise, I suppose, in part behind one question: the navigating overwhelm of being a parent, a partner, a son, a daughter. Um, and maintaining and investing in any and all of those relationships and responsibilities at the same time as building a business, growing a business, managing a team, um, doing a job, being good at your job, improving at your job, being profitable, generating revenue, um, and and finding time to also do things that you enjoy, which is probably probably the bit that I'm less good at uh, because time is such a luxury um but that's also a choice in fairness so I do make that choice to invest an awful lot of my time in uh, in one question and other and other projects and roles that I take on so yeah and then of course like you say then there's the sort of overwhelm of just navigating the country and the constant chaos and then the world um and so I think sort of learning um not even coping strategies because that sounds so grand but just things that kind of keep you balanced um i'm doing my um fortnightly newsletter this week um on change and just this this the fact that we are it seems at the moment certainly for me that we're sort of inundated with this idea of change we have to take responsibility for change change on a huge level um what's your individual responsibility to stem the climate crisis versus just the everyday changes that we go through as humans and it's such a big lofty word isn't it it's weighted with so much responsibility um and actually i think the thing that i'm practicing at the moment because i am inherently uh impatient it is probably my best strength and my worst flaw <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no patience whatsoever. Um, and anybody, obviously, you you know James, it's how we met. Um, he's chairman of One Question. And uh, his nickname for me is Patience Parsonage at the moment because <laughs> I am constantly impatient at which the speed of things happen. And I think it's um I think it's a fantastic superpower, but it's also it's also somewhat unhelpful. Um and so one of the the things that I'm balancing or finding so important at the moment is this ability to be impatient and driven and focused and um, creating opportunity and um, growing one question at the speed of which we are versus with also the enforced ability to just let the universe do its thing. Um and so I'm, and I am probably 
the biggest advocate of the universe, but the least likely person to be the biggest advocate of the universe. Because I'm not particularly religious. I'm quite spiritual. Um, and I, I, I don't do an awful, I don't practice an awful lot of things um, from a spiritual perspective. So I'm not, um, I don't spend an awful lot of time meditating, not because I don't think it's incredibly powerful. It just is not something that I, I do. I sort of, I suppose I have other, other roots, but I do really believe in that you have to kind of let the universe do its thing. Um, and the example that we were just talking about is, is part of the one question universe. And I think, um, and that for me is the thing that I'm probably practicing every day um, because I feel like my mood is fairly consistent most of the time, but it is this balance between um, working incredibly hard to create stuff and things and also then knowing when you just have to sit back and go, okay, there's, there's nothing more that I can do on this. I'm just going to let let the universe take control. Um, and that's really hard because I find when things don't happen at the speed of which I want them to happen, I get very frustrated and <laughs> um, very impatient. And so letting the universe do its thing. And it does work. It really, really does. It's so powerful. And obviously there's this big... Um, it's very, it's very sort of on vogue, isn't it? Manifestation of things and serendipity and laws of attraction. Um, but I do believe in it. And I have so many, certainly when it's come to sort of building one question or, or just personal relationships, you just have to let things evolve in their own time. And then when you step back and actually do that, um, it's really powerful, but it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're somebody who is as impatient and as focused and as energetic as I can be um telling yourself to actually just step back you know and it's it's actually ironically it's through one question I think that because as we were talking about you know obviously conversation is the absolute heart of of one question with my sort of somewhat lofty ambition and passion that conversation can change the world um and it's what are we now six years of doing one question that has taught me that actually conversations evolve in their own right and you just have to let the conversation be what it's going to be obviously there's lots that you can do to kind of um well in our case build up the question and um curate the question and and think about how the structure of the question works and then um, the different perspectives and opinions and personalities that might really let that com that question and therefore conversation come to life. But essentially, the conversation is itself. It's its own thing. Um, and so you have to be really patient. Um, and I think that's been quite a good um, sort of lesson for me in just the everyday is um, balancing my desire to constantly move forward with this desire to also let let things go at their own speed. Uh, yeah, totally. I'm 50 now and I'm only just the last God, year, 18 months, starting to realise what you're saying and more than realise, but actually try to live like that. So there's an element of acceptance in there, isn't there? And there's an element of um, the end being a direction more than a, a finite goal because it's going to define itself as it goes along. And the thing I find, I mean, I'm not like you <laughs> in that I don't have your energy or drive, <laughs> but 
I'm starting to realize what I do have and I'm trying to play to that, which for me means doing things quite incrementally and slowly and sort of trying to enjoy that and make the most of it as much as the thing I'm tr- where I'm trying to get to. And if I don't get to where I'm getting to, I, that's okay now. Whereas in the past, I would have been far more um, trying to hold on to that because what I'm realizing is the, the sort of detours you take along the way, which I could never have predicted and would never have come across without taking those incremental steps that came before them, um, are often as good as and sometimes even better than the thing you're trying to achieve. So I guess we're constantly learning. <laughs> it's just I constantly surprise myself how old I am learning this. Yeah, but how boring would it be if we weren't constantly learning? Like that's the best. Oh, I agree. Bit. I agree. That's the yeah. best bit. And I think, you know, we're all so different. So we have to play to our, play to the things that, like play to our differences, don't we? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think this end goal or this like finite moment or um, this sort of finish line is so, it's such bollocks. I don't know. Can yeah. I say that on this? Sorry. You, you can say anything you like, Sarah. I can put a, <laughs> a big warning up. <laughs> um, sorry. But but it's true, right? It's this, It's it, just, it doesn't exist. In fact, if, I don't know if you've read... Um, Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog. Um, no, absolutely fantastic. One of the best books, especially, I mean, I think it's brilliant anyway, but especially if you are building a business or starting a business or even taking on a, a new role, managing a team. Um, because I think, and I'm gonna um I'm going to do it an injustice because I'm not gonna quote it correctly, but essentially when you start the book, one of the first pages is that um when you have an idea or you're trying to do something, you just have to keep going. There is no finite. There is no point of success. Success is how you define it to be. Um, it's not. There's not an end goal. Success happens all the time. It's every week. It's every month. You just have to keep going. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. You have to just keep moving. And I think that's true of all of us because I think we have this sort of notion or idea. I've got to stop using that word. Um, since doing, um, oh, it's hilarious, Gareth. Honestly, since doing one question podcast series four, you have to. I have to listen back to obviously some of it before we. And we don't do much editing at all. Um, and if I had a pound for every time I use the word notion, it's such a silly word. Yeah, I don't <laughs> use it, but I, I guarantee after this now, it's it's going to be <laughs> logged in my head, I'm and so everything's going to be a notion. Well, let me tell you a fundamental notion, not just a notion, a fundamental <laughs> notion. Oh, obviously, it's ridiculous. You know, and you just hear yourself back and you're like, my goodness me. Anyway, that aside, slight caveat. Um, but we are, we're sort of caught up in this idea that um, we're all working towards this end point. Um, what is that? Is that retirement? Is that selling a business? Is that is that some sort of end of the rainbow moment of happiness? Because actually, that's that's just daily. That's the, not not to not to put too fine a morbid point on it, but there is only one end point, isn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> and therefore everything else is sort of playing, right? But let's not race towards that <laughs> one. Blimey, like that's going to happen, you know. Irrespective, <laughs> we have no control over that. Um, so and so, do, you know, this sort of you guys. I think we just have to let that go. I really do. This point of success or how we measure success or um, when I started one question, I had these sort of 
huge ambitions and don't get me wrong obviously I still do of course I do about what it was going to become and what it was going to be um and some of them have completely it's completely surpassed it in some respects and in others um I'm not necessarily there yet but but that's all gone now that's all like I have a very clear vision of where one question will go and what it will do in the next 12 to 24 months but more importantly how we do it and how much fun we have and what we learn and what we change and the questions we ask is so much more important um one of the best bits of advice that I got in 2016 was you have to define success for yourself not what anybody else says and I think that's true just in like the smallest things the day-to-day our personal lives our business lives what does success mean to you and obviously through the lens of business it's well, are you going to try and build something that's going to sell for billions of dollars? Are you going to try and build something that you exit in five years? Are you going to try and build something that, I don't know, completely changes society? Or are you trying to build something that you love doing that will have an impact that you define that is important and that will pay you, um, you know, uh, a sensible amount of money that enables you to do the things that you want to do, whether that's the, you know, house in Italy with the veg patch for me, or whether that's, you know, a yacht for others. And I think that's really important. And I think we have to kind of reset that in every aspect, don't we? Because that then determines our mood, our mindset, our behavior, our patience, lack of patience, our frustrations, our excitement. Um, uh, I agree. And I, 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 when I think of myself in that light, I'm starting small as well. Because what I feel like is that if you achieve those small little things, is you can add the next layer. So I've always hated being out of my comfort zone. I hate public speaking. I told you how nervous I was when I came up to one question. And if I hadn't done those things, I certainly wouldn't have started this little podcast. There's no way. You know, I don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> at least you don't say fundamental notion every five minutes no but i probably say <laughs> things like i know exactly what you mean i keep saying that i notice and i say without further ado and things like that i've noticed is a few little but um so yeah i i i understand what you're saying um i think that some people do it the other way around, don't they? They lay in here and then start to fill in the, the more foundational stuff after. Yeah. And I don't know what's right or wrong. I think we're all different in whatever suits. I don't think there is any right or wrong, is there? I mean, obviously, we business gets to a point where it grows and you find yourself responsible for other people's livelihoods and you find yourself responsible to shareholders and a board Um, And so there are sort of fiduciary responsibilities that come with a business, of course, but that's very different to, well, in my opinion, it should be very different to why you're doing it and why you're setting it up. And um, so I don't think there is any right or wrong answer. I think as long as the reason that you're doing it, it's the same as, you know, that whole old adage of, you know, why do we get out of bed in the morning? Mm. Like if the reason that you're doing it is at the very heart of what you're doing, then whether you decide to grow incredibly quickly and scale quickly, or whether you decide to be more patient and do it slowly and start small and have exactly the same or completely different impact or results or success, as long as it's your own definition, 
and not somebody else's, then I think you're doing okay. Because I think that's, I that's, the, that's the challenge, isn't it? I think how we feel and our moods is always in, in tune with other people's perceptions, definitions, responsibilities, expectations, yeah. first and foremost, above and beyond our own. And that's when it becomes really tricky because those that's just another layer of expectation to all of the other layers of expectations that we have of whether we're being a good wife or husband or partner or parent. So then when you start a business or you're doing your job, you then you're taking on a whole new world of expectation. Um, and so you have to kind of align those expectations with either your companies, your managers, your own, you know, I think, and I think it's, that's, only, that's, that's the only way that it can be done really otherwise it just causes misery yeah exactly so you so you become your own you define your own scale and you become your own barometer against that scale and i think you're dead right because there's not a chance i would be doing something like this otherwise if if i didn't think there was a bigger reason for be, for doing this you know i wouldn't have any social media presence or anything because i i really think it's unhealthy for me but um and yet you love doing the you love doing the podcast i love these chats i love talking to you i love talking to everybody on it and that's great but if it didn't have a a bigger idea behind it there'd be no reason to do it and i certainly wouldn't want to be out there if you know what i mean i like i like not being out there (laughs) But that's so interesting because you could also flip that and say, I wonder if you didn't have this, whether whatever you were doing wouldn't give you the joy. Do you know what I mean? If you didn't have this, perhaps you'd be missing the joy that this brings you. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's tied to mood, um, of course, and, and 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 the impact and change that mood is, has, and will continue to have. But isn't it? I, I sort of wonder that if you didn't do the podcast just because you woke up one day and thought, actually, this would be a really fun thing to do. And this is a great question. And needless to say, I'm obviously all for great questions. But you, what would be missing? You know, what on the flip side of that, maybe this gives you loads of things that you wouldn't otherwise have. So, Oh, it does for definite. And that comes back full circle to some of the things you were talking about earlier about, um, you know, things being defined as you go along, because there's all sorts of other little ripples out there as well, which I may or may not evolve. Just depends how life goes. And um, I really do like this. And it seemed like a totally natural fit with everything else I was doing. And it, and it surprised me and that it's enjoyable. So it's win-win. It's enjoyable to listen to as well, because it's such a simple premise. Um, and I think this idea of how we feel each day, um, it doesn't have to be lofty, no. but, it can also, but it is also very significant. So it's, it's sort of two sides of one coin. It doesn't have to be grandeur um, uh, or, 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 or intense, but equally not paying any attention to it um, is obviously... Um, I, I, I put a little photo up on LinkedIn today, which shows a tomato. And um, I was repotting them, so they come out with the little modules. And this one happened to be right close to the edge of the module. So when you took it out, 
you could see the stem, the leaves on the top, but also the root structure and the moist compost. And it was a real eye-opener in terms of we always see the things growing above the soil. But when you see this glimpse in section like that, you realize just how the thing you see is so reliant on the thing you don't see. And it really put it into perspective for me. I know it sounds small, but it it wasn't. It's it's quite a, you can't get it wrong. You look at that image, you just get it. You know, it's so obvious. It's so interesting, though, how we pay so much attention to um, how things evolve and grow when it comes to nature or children or animals. But as soon as you become, like, an adult, you know, however you whether that's 18 or 25 or in my case 40 and I'm still not sure that I've grasped it um all of a sudden you stop paying attention to so much of that don't you you sort of pay attention to um everything externally and less internally um and yet you know when you're as you, you know to your analogy of gardening like we know that if we want something to grow we have to look after its roots and everything else behind it and yet we don't, I think most, a lot of people don't give themselves that credence or care or attention, or perhaps just don't talk about it publicly. Um, I think it's tricky because I certainly haven't been taught that. And I didn't really grow up in a place where you'd have seen that. So it's only out of necessity, really, that I'm starting to learn this about these things. And I'm glad to say that it seems like younger people are a bit more attuned to it. Um, Perhaps, uh, perhaps, I hope so. Um, But I wish it was more of a ordinary day-to-day thing that got talked about, you know, at a younger age in school. Yeah, it's... uh, It doesn't have to be heavy. It's funny though, isn't it? I interviewed, oh, I didn't interview, I had a conversation with Aaliyah York, who's founder of People Power. Oh, she was brilliant, by the way. At, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. She, isn't she amazing? Yeah, totally. Um, and she's, what is she now, 20? And she's an absolute force of nature. But for her, empathy, vulnerability, emotional intelligence is implicit in who she is, in what she does. Yeah. Every single aspect of being the human being that she is you couldn't separate it empathy or her purpose and obviously that has that word has so many different silly connotations but um is intrinsic to her being the almost Aaliyah wouldn't be able to understand why you would separate it out yeah um, why it would be an external thing that sort of sits outside of who you are or outside of a business um and and when you have a conversation and it's for me vulnerability wasn't um i'm really bad at being vulnerable really bad at it uh, because like you i wasn't really growing up in an environment that it was sort of um showing vulnerability was something that was applauded or recognized or understood or relevant or significant you know in fact if anything it was kind of almost the opposite um and so, yeah, so I, don't, I completely agree with you. I think the next generation are much um, much more in tune with with who they are, almost to the point that it's, you know, it's a bit like using the internet. For them, it's no different, right? It's so important yeah. in who they yeah. are. Yeah. Um, um, and so I think for us, it's it's like learning or unlearning old behaviours Yeah. Um, and being yeah. more comfortable with being more vulnerable, which is a lesson that I am learning every day. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. You said something before we started uh, chatting, Sarah, which was that this will go on way more than 20 minutes. And we're on, uh, we're on 28 now, right? I did warn you. I did warn you. <laughs> oh, it's been great. So um, before we say goodbye, is there anything you'd like to leave as a part in short? And no worries if not. Listen to the universe. That's my piece of advice. It sounds sort of, um, I don't know, it sounds a bit woo-woo, as we would say in the, in some of our board meetings. It sounds a bit woo-woo and it sounds a bit, um, uh, it's very easy to say and it maybe sounds a bit privileged. There's no, it's, it, can, it can be, there are so many different contexts to it. But essentially, I think just sometimes uh, thinking um, about things or giving things time to let them involve themselves, as opposed to feeling this constant, overwhelming need to achieve everything at any given hour, day, week or month and be all of the things to all of the people all of the time um, is probably my I don't think that's my advice per se, because I don't think I have any uh, sort of lofty uh, ideals to, to impart advice or wisdom. But I do think that's my um, theme of the week, if you like, or theme of the month. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I, I, I feel the same. Um, and often when you look back, it's only in hindsight that you can see that as well, because it makes no sense at the time, does it? No, you can't even see it at the time. If someone, you know, if you're in the middle of an investment round or if you're in the middle of a heartbreak or if you're in the middle of any sort of, you know, even just with what's going on in the world at the moment, you know, someone's saying to you, just let, you know, let the universe do its thing, you know, take time, it takes, everything takes time. You know, you just want to hit someone over the head that says that. Of course you do. That's human like behavior. Um, but it's true. And it is really, really difficult to see. But actually, I think as you get older, um it does it does come to fruition more often um and it does it is worth its weight in gold yeah Patience, I ironically just, no definitely <laughs> i mean i mentioned before we chatted about how i've come to meet some of the people that were in the room when i came to one question and i didn't know they were in the room i didn't even know we didn't know each other but it wasn't just that i, I met another lady there lisa and um She's best friends with a lady called Selfa that I already knew. It's bizarre how these things just keep happening. And they're just little examples. But anyway, it's been fab to chat, Sarah. Um, yeah, enjoy your dog walk and your Elton John concert. <laughs> and we'll uh, chat again soon. We will. Thank will. you Thanks. for having me on. Take care, Gareth. And you. Bye. Bye.